All right, this is what we're gonna do. Next year, we're doing Halloween right, okay? I'm thinking matching outfits like, uh, Batman and Robin. No. Bert and Ernie. No. That's weird. Yes. Uh, Rocky Bullwinkle. Dean. Shaggy and Scooby. Why would we? Turner and Hooch. <sighs> Ren and Stimpy. Come on up. Thelma and Louise. It's Thelma. We'll just put it in drive and go. Chris Mosier. And this is the Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And Chris, it's the exciting, most exciting day of the year. Halloween! Halloween! Halloween. Hey, Jeremy. Trick or treat. Whoa, uh, I got no pranks. Yeah, this is a, this is a fun episode, man. This is an extremely fun episode. Uh, before we get into the meat of it, uh, I have a couple of things I want to talk about. I want to thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week for keeping the lights on around this joint, supporting yeah. us directly. Huge, huge shout outs to all those people. And um, also the day that this episode will release on the early release feed, which patrons have, it's gonna to, it's going it to be Halloween. Okay. It doesn't matter what Halloween. the date is. It's Halloween. <laughs> and it's also our uh, season 10 guest, maybe season 11 guest uh, Nissa. It's her birthday. So shout outs oh. to Nissa. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So season eleven. Season eleven. Thank you. Um <laughs> shout out to go follow go follow her on Twitter for all your supernatural needs. I think it's Wayward Niz, some combination. You probably already know. You already know. You already know where she is. You already know. Chris. What's up? Season 14. Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um all right, see you next time. What uh, uh what's been happening in Supernatural? What's been happening? Last time on Supernatural. Dean has been released by Michael. You know, Jeremy, I think part of my problem when I read these, I always get a little hung up. I'm like, what am I? Blah, 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 a little tongue-tied, you know? Mm-hmm, I write mm-hmm. them in present tense, I think. And I think that's what confuses me. I don't need to write them in present tense. I should probably write them in past tense. Okay. Um, or in not a combination of the two. Anyway, let's read what you I know, have. You know, when we, had, time when we had a, a friend of the show write these, I never got the, the inside baseball stuff. So maybe we should go back to that because mm, I don't really care maybe. why you write them, Chris. You don't, yeah, nobody <laughs> wants it. Nobody even, nobody cares what happened last time. We just, it's just tradition. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can do away with the bit right now. Fuck y'all. We're not going to tell anybody what's we up. Can, I could never give you another road so far for the rest of this podcast and no one would notice. I don't think. You know, if it was more werewolf fanfic or whatever, they might notice. But anyway. 
Last time on Supernatural, Dean has been released by Michael. A little bit, maybe a little broken, Jeremy, but back all the same. At least we think. Dean recounts Michael's encounter with uh, Dark Kaya and how the woman from another world used her magical spear to wound the Archangel. Though they tried to claim the spear for themselves, Darth Kaya escapes them. Meanwhile, Castiel and Jack work to undo a witch's spell, giving us some good father-son time and giving Jack some of the confidence he needs to keep hunting. None of that really matters in this episode. Not a bit of it does. It's exciting. Um, We're going to take an extended break from the metaverse of Supernatural in order to just have a little ghost hunt, Chris. This was a fun episode and i bet there's some people who will be so annoyed with us because we're like hating on these like serious character moment episodes and then we're just we're gonna yuck it up over this one but um i remember saying to somebody years ago before we did the podcast or anything that um i felt like supernatural told its story in its first five seasons and everything else we get after that is just fun bonus stuff so even if we didn't like where the metaplot was going or what the big bad was no matter what any of that stuff was there was always going to be fun episodes every season and for that like it was worth watching because the fun episodes were so so fun i feel like we haven't really gotten any any really fun episodes at least not ones that you and i have liked in the last you know few months of coverage of the show at least do you feel the same i feel like uh as far as like this kind of style i feel like scooby natural is probably the closest one right oh church sure, 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 uh, sure. like scooby natural fits very much fits the style um even though like I, it's it's a weird it's 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 like recommending supernatural to people and be like oh yeah start with uh mystery spot or whatever and it's yeah because it, that's not what the show is right like it's the show is not an animated version of itself at all times um but i absolutely agree with you like this has a little bit of that padding on the at the at the top and the bottom as far as like dealing with issues but for the most part mm-hmm. it's just kind of a fun goofy episode and i love that the inside the universe like the characters acknowledge it almost because like at the very end dean is like hey thanks for getting me out of my head i had a really good time <laughs> like we went yeah, we, yeah. We, you know what i'm saying we hunted the thing we we saved the people we're good <laughs> we did we did the thing i think i think they just presented it really well here and after being so negative last week it was like a joy to watch this episode i had i got a little nervous uh let's let me let me knock this out so we're covering season 14 episode 4 mint condition written by david perez directed by Amen katarali this came out on november 1st 2018 halloween horror Dean continues to struggle. Meanwhile, Sam must think fast when action figures come to life and our heroes find themselves living in a real-life horror movie. Um, I got a little nervous because, as you know, I like to hit the wiki and I copy over all of the actors as I'm making my notes, right? Um, And I had that thing where none of the names had hyperlinks at all, which tells me that, like, none of these people are ever going to... I was like, okay, so nobody is in this. Like, this could go either way. And then was pleasantly surprised just to find out that, like... Oh, somebody just had a good time writing Dean and Sam for an episode. Like this, mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. is a really legit episode. I like a lot of the, I like most of the like horror movie stuff that they're kind of like, and they don't make fun of it at all. Like they just kind of treat That's it as That's the a, thing about this. It, this could have been so mean spirited. Yeah. And like they could have written Dean to be so mean spirited, but they did not. And it was really, really, really fun. And even like Sam's grumpiness about Halloween comes across as like he doesn't lean into it so bad that it's it right. brings it's anybody like, down. It, he's just like it, it makes it, yeah exactly exactly. It, it just it's 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 just there and it's kind of just funny. Um, so yeah. let's get into it. Uh, we start out in a comic book shop in Salem, Ohio. It's Halloween Eve, a commercial for uh, Shocker TV. 
um, mm. shows what looks like just like just a little parody of movies. Of, or excuse me, a little parody of every single supernatural ghost hunt story that we've ever seen. There's a yes, racist there's truck even, in there. There's clearly footage. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. A... Uh, this is all very good. And then we meet our what's going to become our main character, Stuart, um, who is mm-hmm. a clerk for this comic book shop. He is unpacking stuff and he finds a pantho thundercats box are you were you into the thundercats at all is this any, oh, is i this watched little... it a little bit it, yeah. it like aired on cartoon network i think when i was um in like you know elementary school or something but it was all you know the reruns i feel like i probably this is probably a lot like he-band for me that i was obsessed with as a kid and then at some point just it, my whole brain just decided to put it out like it's all replaced with eminem yeah. lyrics you know what point. they might have put thundercats on uh like next to dragon ball and stuff on tsunami actually interesting I do remember yeah. Thundercats Ho. I mean, that that was, you know, that's the thing. But that's about it for mm-hmm. Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very excited about this pantho. Uh, but he gets a video call from a, a lady named Sam, um, who I'm going to call Samantha for the rest of the episode, because otherwise it's going to get very confused. Why would you do this? There's a thousand names. I, There's a, a caller. I Golly, believe it. Caller, you know what like, I'm saying? I, <laughs> obviously, they do it on purpose. But at the same time, I was just like, really? Like, cause they, Or maybe they didn't do it on purpose, and somebody was like, did you just name her Sam after Sam? And so Dean has to make a comment about how they're twins. Cause then I'm like, Oh, well it's funny. And Sam calls her Samantha. Yeah. Sam calls her but, Samantha throughout, which is the only reason I knew yeah. to call her Samantha because she's only referred to as Sam by the, by the other characters. It would be really funny if she was calling him Samuel. Oh, fucking <laughs> like, okay. A, dude. I would wanna, love that. You want to get serious with me? Um, Sam. But no, he gives a fake name. Yeah. Samantha, Samantha is obviously the boss of this joint, and she's calling because they just got a negative Yelp review because he's yelling at customers because he's they're yeah. saying that he won't be able to beat up Superman. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Like, this guy's a handful. He's He was yelling at a customer because the customer said that he couldn't beat up Superman with his whatever kryptonite gloves. I don't know. Um, I just, I, I thought we were in for a lot this episode and we kind of are, but they somehow they steer away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if this is specifically contextual or not. Uh, this, this, and I don't know if they were just coding this stuff in or if I'm just picking it up, but this dude definitely seems like he is, I don't, I don't, it, it could be the betrayal and I hope I'm not like way off base on this, but it definitely seems like he is maybe on the spectrum in some way, mm. just with the obsessiveness mm-hmm. and the, the kind of the attention span and things like that. And I wonder if they were like specifically trying to write that character that way without calling it out and making it like, it's That's, yeah. it's the autism episode, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it's now everybody right. has to learn about autism. Like, and if, so That's, like, that's true. And I think that they, that would have been maybe a really negative thing to do. Cause they, at first up show this guy to be kind of a dick, yeah. but then later on, we're getting the characterization through his friends. Like, no, he's a really good guy. He's just really passionate about this stuff. Um, and so I think that that, you know, if, if that's the way that they went with it, if that's the portrayal they wanted, then I think they at least they, they gave it more dimension. So he, he kind of argues with Samantha a little bit and try to protest. No, I can actually beat up Superman. And she's and she's like, look, I don't care. Just don't yell at our customers. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> and then they decide to meet up for game night later. So obviously they're they're pretty good friends as he's mm-hmm. uh, grabbing all of his stuff. And shutting down the store, we get these long uh, shots on what is what I thought was very obviously the monster of the episode. I was expecting the kill right here, but nope, it's not. <laughs> Instead, he just goes home, and we get to a shot of him on the phone uh, with, obviously, his game night buddies who are not making it to game night. And he's kind of mad about this when he sees this Pantho, Thundercats figure, come to life. Uh, and start twirling the nunchucks, and then it just beats the shit out of him, which is extremely yeah. funny to me. Um, Jess has often asked me, Chris, what would you do 
if your figures came to life. I was and, um, I, I was only, going to have this whole conversation with you, so I'm glad uh, you were My ready. only response is when she asked me that is I would die. They would kill me. <laughs> have you seen Cloud's sword? It's big. It's it's a toy sword and it's still dangerous. Okay, I'd so, die. I know you're in your podcast room right now. I don't think there's a lot of uh-huh. pigs in there, right? Or do you have a lot of, oh, uh, oh, there's still a lot of pigs in there. Okay. You'd be surprised, Jeremy. So I want you to I want you to look around the room right now. Uh, I want you uh-huh. to pick the the fig that you would be most scared to come to life. Yeah. And then I want um, you to pick the fig that would be you would be most embarrassed of if it came to life and beat you up. <laughs> okay, I got a I I think I was gonna I was gonna give Geralt as an answer because he looks pretty dangerous, but um, if we're imparting any of the actual character into the into the figure, some re- semblance of it, Geralt's not just gonna kill me, right? Um, but I got Vader, Darth Vader's in here, and I feel like even as a little guy, if he's coming to life, you could probably force choke me, right? I don't, maybe I'm thinking too much, but Darth Vader would probably fuck my ass right up. And then I got I got the hobbits. I got the little hobbits. One of them coming to life and killing <laughs> oh, me. That'd, yeah, be that'd be pretty be embarrassing. Shameful. If Frodo Baggins kills Chris Mosier, we're putting that. <laughs> That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I'm quit. I'm deleting the podcast if that happens. I can't be associated with that kind of nonsense. Yeah, no, no, no. The guy who got smoked by Frodo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I never pocket. Chris, who says Jeremy Greer? Is <laughs> my official <laughs> quote on the matter. Yeah, Chris, who? I'm looking. I'm looking at my smaller, much smaller collection of figs, and um, I think the one that would easily, like, I've got the. Oops, I've hit the mic. Uh, I've got the Bloodborne guy, which he seems like he'd be fucking scary as hell. Um, Definitely. And I think it's the Bloodborne guy, and then the, the one that I would be the most ashamed with, I have a Luigi amiibo in here. And if Luigi came to life... <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, it's not Luigi, a Waluigi uh, amiibo. Oh! <laughs> which is, I think, somehow even worse than just normal Luigi. Came somehow. To life. So that, w- that would be my pick. <clears throat> all right. Solid answers all around. Good Congratulations stuff. on us for being big fucking nerds. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember where we are in the episode. We, we this is the splash screen. We go back to the bunker, right? Oh yeah. This, so yeah. Okay. We're now we finally catch up with, uh, with Dean, and Dean's watching a horror movie marathon in his room. He's eating pizza. Um, we we get a long extended look at this movie that he's watching, which is I never wrote down the name of. Is it All Hollows Day or something like that? What is the name? All of the movie? Nights Eve, I think. All nights, all hall. Yeah, I don't know. It's um it's all, like no, you wait, know, wait. a halloween type slasher all saints eve there it is mm-hmm. clue master <laughs> um i i love i just love this like in universe thing that they kind of just went all into um i'm not like the biggest slasher movie fan but i i you know from time to time have a lot of fun watching those kind of things and um supernatural is has its roots in you know the campy horror genre and it lately or you know the last couple of years they, they've drifted away from that and it's not like I want it to be a campy horror show all the time, but it's nice to dip back into that from time to time. Um, so just having Dean kind of like, you know, yucking it up, chewing on his pizza, just living his life. Um, I love it. Yeah, he's um, he's obviously doing a little bit of escapism here, as we're going to learn mm-hmm. when Sam comes in. Sam, newly shorn, he has, he has shaved the beard mm-hmm. off, Chris, which is very disappointing to me. I like the beard a lot. Very disappointing. Um, but he's been kind of hiding out in here, and uh, Dean says, like, yeah, dude, like, there's a bunch of strangers in my house, and it's not like I can do anything anyway, because we don't have any leads on Michael, and nobody knows where Darth Kaya is, so, like, why shouldn't I just sit here and watch all these movies and eat pizza? Um, but Sam, because he's just become the fucking leader of this organization, like, behind our backs, uh, came in here with the mission, 
uh, and of course it's our cold open um, where he sh- and he shows Dean the video of this guy t- saying that he got uh, beat up by Thundercats doll. Dean, despite like making fun of nerd stuff for the first five seasons, is drastically a nerd at this point and is like all into mm-hmm. this Thundercat stuff and is way ready to go into this. Yeah, um, that's the thing with with Dean. You know, at any point could have turned and been like, oh, you know, made the cheap shot jokes that they would have made ten years ago, but they don't do it now. Um, Gene still gets to be cool while being a nerd, and I just think that they they did a really good job with him in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sam Sam is a fucking dork. There's Sam's not cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm cool. Whatever they do with Sam, whatever. You know what? It you know what? It, there's a difference of of attitude here too, and I, I realize like a lot of this is writing and performance and whatnot. But Sam has always presented himself as kind of being embarrassed to a degree or at least defensive about his like true crime podcast or his lord of the rings or game of thrones or or what have you but like anything that dean likes is automatically cool to dean so like Mm -hmm. he just he it does that thing that i think we did on this podcast which is like we were thought we were too cool for supernatural until we just decided no we're supernatural is too is too cool for us like we're gonna lean into this yeah. and have a great time with it and that's what yeah. dean does with everything that he likes which is why like when he gets enthusiastic about something like you just want to you just want to follow him down the path you're like fuck i don't know anything about pantho but you just said the pantho was mine and now yeah. i need to know everything about the pantho i don't know shit about dr sexy but he works cowboy boots okay dean, let's do it say. let's get into this um they decide to dress up like Mormons to go to this comic book shop, which I think is it's, a- <laughs> like I don't know. I guess they just wanted to blend in a little more. They're like, we're too hot. Too- we gotta, we gotta <laughs> chill. We gotta put on some dorky clothes. I guess they're supposed to be insurance agents. So, uh, I mean, Dean kind of just looks like plain. He looks like a guy who maybe doesn't have a lot of style. Sam just looks like a dork. <laughs> Sam looks like every single like computer guy at like Geek Squad until they started making him wear the yeah. blue shirts or whatever. Like yeah. he, he just looks like that. Um, when they go in, uh, Samantha is helping somebody else, and Dean makes a joke saying, "Hey, you look just like her, um, with your soft, delicate features, and like kind of." And he makes a couple of jokes about like not like the haircuts, the flannels. Yeah, yeah they do a shot where like they both like she's in the background and Sam's in the foreground, and they both like put their hair behind <laughs> their ear at the same time, which is yeah. very fun. <laughs> um, and then Sam says, "Well, if I look like her, you look like that guy," and points to a guy named Dirk, uh, who is eating the same like popsicle that uh dean is um and uh like rifling through comic books uh this is where dean sees a real life real life-sized i guess doll is that what you would call this thing yeah fig i guess yeah it's a fig it's a life-sized figure uh of uh, of david yeager who's the slasher from these horror movies that dean is into the hatchet man the hatchet man and um him and this this guy Dirk both like suddenly like get like you know they nerd out over this guy and Dean wants to buy it but it's not for sale. <laughs> it's just like this is when I was like really on board with this episode because Dean just immediately fully embraces everything and and you know it's going to go in a good direction when that happens. Exactly. Yeah. Um Sam and Dean finally talk to Samantha. Uh they present themselves as insurance agents. They are looking for Stuart, but Stuart no longer works there. Um, and he got kicked out of his roommate, out of his house by his roommate because they disagreed on subs versus dubs for Fist of the North Star. Do you got a ruling yeah. on subs versus dub for Fist of the North Star, Chris? I feel like you've. I don't think I've ever heard a dub for Fist of the North Star. I've only ever heard Japanese strong, for it. So I'm strong. just going to have to assume that that's better. And there's kind of like memes pulled out from there's a certain phrase that I'm not going to try to repeat um, 
that that gets passed around a lot and it's pretty it sounds pretty dope in japanese so i wouldn't i wouldn't mess with it okay okay um so they go to Stuart's mom house where Stuart is. Uh, she serves them apple cider and a flash mug. There's like, I, I just want to mention like there's all sorts of comic book memorabilia and stuff happening in this episode mm-hmm. that we're not going to like call out, but it's, it's a lot of fun. If you're a comic book nerd, I don't even like DC comics, but Hey, you know, there's green lanterns, I guess like good for, good for <laughs> that. Good for those lanterns. Um, they, the mom says she's going to go get Stuart and they hear Stuart screaming in the background. And as he brings himself up out of the basement, they ask him what was going on. And he said he's been playing Fortnite, which he calls not just any video game, but the video game. And he kind of has a point. It's not my game, but he's kind of got a point. (laughs) It has like, you know, Fortnite and Roblox or whatever are probably the most massive video games of all time. And I have not played. Minecraft is back. Minecraft is back. (laughs) Minecraft is back. You heard it here, folks. Dean describes himself as uh, Zelda for life in this. I don't. I feel like he just said that. I think so. Too. I, I don't know. Think Dean, I don't think Dean knows. You what think that Dean's is. been playing Zelda Nintendo? I hope. I hope that two Christmases ago, Sam got Dean a Nintendo Switch and he played Breath of the Wild, and he didn't really like it at first, but it grew on him eventually. That's my headcanon for Dean, dude. <laughs> but I also, I you know, I also don't think he knows what he even just said. <laughs> Do you? I mean, just the idea of Dean running a Twitch channel, and we can just watch Dean uh-huh. Winchester play Breath of the Wild, right? Like with just like. <laughs> It's one camera pointing at like him and the TV. Yes, absolutely. Because he doesn't know how to set up multiple monitors yeah, it's, or it's, anything it's, like it's that. It's the old Justin it's TV like camera setup. Pointed, absolutely. Yeah, yes, that's him. That's the Switch channel. And people watch. He's got like 15, 16 people who come by pretty consistently. On a pretty regular basis. He's, he's you know, you're not going for partner just yet, but he thinks he can no, at some point. No, he's just having fun. He's, having he's hanging out with, with people. Yeah. They're giving him tips, mm-hmm. but he's not checking the chat often enough. No, no, no. Every so once in a while. Every time he reads. Every once in a while, he gets Castiel to sit there, and Castiel reads the chat, yeah. and it's just... Yeah. It's Dean, <laughs> Dean, they're saying you need to use a bomb on the wall, Dean. <laughs> Darkside118 says, R-O-F-L, Dean. R-O-F-L, what does it mean, Dean? Dean have you tried R-O-F-L? <laughs> Dean, can you put the code R-O-F-L into the statue? Dean, <laughs> Dean, who is that girl with the ears, Dean? I don't understand. And that was the last time. <laughs> that was the last time that Dean let Cass monitor Twitch chat. Yeah. Nowadays it's just Jack, and Jack is super excited to be there. He's having a great time. Sam doesn't know about it though. Sam, he just he's like, he, wait, don't tell Sam. Don't okay? tell Sam about this. I don't need him just being all Sam up well, in no, here. Okay, we just don't tell. Him. Sam just gets twitchy about people using the internet so much. Like that's fucking yeah. up his Netflix. Like D, every time mm-hmm. Dean streams, he can't he can't <laughs> use Netflix. He gets real mad about it. That's why it's he's a trying secret. to watch Mindhunter, dude. Why is why is it lagging so, much? dude? Mindhunter Dean, and he's like, I don't care about true crime, Sam. I care about fake crime. I care about slashes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where are we? I have um, no idea. <laughs> so they're at they're at Stewart's house. They smell like like sage coming yeah, from the basement, yeah. and because you know he Stewart comes up, he's all pissed off about his game or whatever. Um, and they're like, Hey, is that sage that we smell? And he's all beat up, like he got beat up by his action figure. Um, he said, Oh yeah, I used to date this goth, and she was like into Wicca, and like you know, I learned how to burn sage and all that. Um. And then they ask about the toy attack and he suddenly he switches gears and he's like, no, you know what? I made it all up. It was just a video and then it went viral. Um, you know, I never meant it to blah, blah, blah. It was all fake. Um, and then he gets really upset and he kicks them out. Yep. Um, I was really expecting this to turn into uh, I thought they were going to go check out the ex-girlfriend because Dean says like, well, you know, 
Wicked, I think Sam says, like, Wicked doesn't mean witch. And he's like, yeah, but it, it doesn't until it does. Uh, but instead, they decide yeah. to camp out at the house. And uh, we get this incredibly awkward scene where the mom leaves and they have to, like, both dip down in the Impala's front seat. And, like, Sam mm-hmm. is, I mean, his, I mean, his whole tall. body he's is just above the steering down. wheel. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. Thankfully, she just wasn't looking. Also, they, they have a conversation before they get into the Impala. And they've now put, they've now changed clothes like sam has put on like over the button-up shirt like a little cardigan situation and dean has this mm-hmm. like checked pattern jacket that matches the pants and yeah. i'm like dude i rate right my fit <laughs> like this looks my good fit, dude. <laughs> these look good confused confused by the fit but i'm here to rate yeah, it um I, I mean this is confusing but good that's how i like you know yeah it's all like most so this is life. where this is where dean starts to ask sam about halloween again yes um Oh, right. And then uh, he gets interrupted because the, the mom comes out. They all could be ducked down. And then um, Sam starts looking through the comments on the viral video where I think we maybe like brushed over the fact that Stuart posted a video on YouTube uh, saying I got beat up by an action figure. Um, and now Sam is looking at the, the comments on that and they're all pretty brutal. They're all like really reaming into this guy, you know, calling him a liar and all that stuff. Um, so maybe that's why he changed his story. Maybe it wasn't that he doesn't want help. It's just that he was being made fun of and he didn't like it um and just then Stuart comes out flying out of the front of his house screaming for help um and they run up and he looks like he has been attacked once again got the pan he got panthoed once again chris um they uh i've lost one they go to the emergency room the mom is super worried about Stuart and is like oh i need to go back to the house to get his favorite pillow and they're like no 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 you need to stay right here um mm-hmm. as they walk out of the room Dean tells Sam that uh, while he was in the house kind of checking it out, the EMF was orbing like crazy, but he didn't find any hex bags. So they decide that Dean will stay and occupy the mom and uh, Stuart while Sam goes to check out the house, um, which he does. And he gets briefly scared yes. by the panther, but the panther does Did not. Did you also mention that Dean got attacked by a flying chainsaw? I can't, rem- I can't recall if you said that or not. Dean did get attacked by. I, he did get. He gets attacked by a flying chainsaw uh, while they're before they go to the hospital. Uh, but he's fine. So he's fine. So excited about just Dean doing the Twitch channel, Chris. I don't care about what happens in the episode anymore. I cha- I bring it up because chainsaws might be my one like irrational phobia. I mean, I'm like a high anxiety person, and I can't just do basic things in real life. Um, but as far as like phobias go, chainsaws are the only thing that like really like kind of like scary when I hear them. Um, one of them is because of uh, of Resident Evil Four, because just the way they would always scare the shit out of me in that game. Another one was we were watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time at a friend's sleepover, and his dad came down like in the middle of the movie when it was dead quiet, and he didn't rev a chainsaw, but he revved a like a weed whacker. Okay, <laughs> and it was just loud enough to scare the ever living shit out of every one of us. Nice. Those two combined experience. I'm afraid of chainsaws. When Dean like spins around with chainsaws, I was scared. I was scared for Dean. I um I've used chainsaws a couple of times, and if you think they are scary just to have around you, imagine the power oh, yeah. of one of those oh, bad yeah. boys in your hand, and just thinking. I could just cut my hand off at any moment if I. I feel like at any moment, like yeah, I've I've had to use them a few times too. I just I don't know how I still have legs, frankly. Yeah, it was not a good situation. Um, so Sam goes back to check out the house. Uh, this is when he notices that there's a screensaver on Stewart's computer showing Stewart, Sam, Samantha, Dirk, and then this other guy. Um, meanwhile, Dean arrives back at the hospital room and runs into Dirk, who is Stewart's best friend. 
um, he described, he's like, yeah, you know, that dude is, he's really intense, but when things were going bad for me at my parents' house, he always just let me come over and we would just hang out and eat pizza and play video games and watch movies. And it was, it was really kind of zen. Like they're, they're, they're besties. Mm-hmm. And I, they're dude, besties. I'll, I'll fucking die for Dirk in this episode. <laughs> I love Dirk. I was, dude, the whole time I was like, please don't let it be Dirk. Please I was hoping Dirk it wasn't be behind Dirk. this man. And then there's a couple of times where Dirk is in danger where I'm like, Dirk, no, don't Dirk, do it, bro. Dude, we can't, we can't do this to Dirk. Dude. Make Dirk the new Bobby. Like I know we already have dude, like dude, a lot of new Bobbies, but we don't Dirk's we need Dirk Bobby, as the new Bobby. Man. Dude, like I want, I hope Dean texts this guy after, and like sometimes they chat about movies. Like, hey, uh, check channel 15, the movie's on or whatever. Like I don't know. I just want him to have some sort of a friendship with this guy going forward. I would just want Dean to have a relationship that isn't based in hunting or killing in some way, right? Like, imagine, imagine if Dean just had a guy that he could just casually text, like, dude, did you see the trailer for All Saints Eve 7? Oh, my God. Uh, like, th- imagine, like, this guy, Dirk, gets Dean into, like, modern horror movies, and then every once in a while, they'll meet up, and they're like, like hey, I'm in town. You want to, you know, catch a movie? Whatever? Dude, I love it. I love this for, I love oh this for Dean. Dirk I love turns, this for Dirk. Dirk does, turns Dean into an H24 film fan, right? Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dean is like, oh, my God, dude. Wait, dude. You gotta see hereditary this shit blew my mind (laughs) are you ready for this shit d would walk out of hereditary and be like i don't know man i don't don't know if i can do this anymore i think i'm gonna be sick (laughs) bro i've been to hell but this was too much this was too much for me i gotta i gotta calm down that one scene on the road you know the one scene i'm talking about like dean would literally just pause the movie and be like take a breath and like i don't know how to deal man i know how to deal Jack is like uh, me as a young child watching aliens with my mom just hiding behind the couch while all of this is going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So these two they bond and it's yes. great. And um All Saints Day three is playing. Uh yeah. and they, they they like watch the movie for a while. We get another like a lot of this episode is watching clips from the All Saints Day movies, which I can seriously mm-hmm. get behind. They're you know, it's, it's corny and it's fun and it's it's fine. Yes. And um, um they're like, you know, the, the movie's on, they're commenting on it, it's great. Dean says that he he likes these movies, uh, or he likes movies where he knows the the bad guy is going to lose. And I think that that's like a, a nice, just little character nugget for Dean out of all this fun stuff. Yeah. And he says he used to watch them because of that to check out as a child. So mm-hmm. um, just like we've seen these boys in the past, they both of them have had issues in their childhood, obviously. Uh, and both of them have developed escape tactics to get out of the situation that they were in, whether it was video games or... Sam making out with um, I wanted to say Kimi Churi. That's not it. Kisugi, uh, Kitsune, Kisume. Kitsune, Thank yeah. You. Um, um, like I, I, yeah, I really like you know they've built up the, the the Dean mythos of him spending time watching a lot of TV in motel rooms, and mm-hmm. I like that it's. I sometimes you'll see stuff like oh Dean would love this movie or that movie. And it's like what, what was it on cable TV like during the day on you know on a Monday afternoon? Because if not, then Dean wouldn't love it because he hasn't seen it. <laughs> if yes. it was on premium cable. If it was hot and it was in theaters, Dean hasn't seen it. Um, and I just, I really like that for Dean. I love that he has this, um, this kind of cult taste in movies because it's just stuff that ran on TV. And you, could, you can tell the type of character that he is. He would cling on to, to weird slashers like this. It's not Halloween. It's not uh, Friday the 13th or anything like that. It's just this, like, this even lower level horror movie. But Dean loves it because it became his thing exactly yeah and, and like watching him and dirk like chant the narration of it and stuff yeah. is, is really charming <laughs> i just i just love it so much uh sam shows up at the comic book to talk comic book shop to talk to uh samantha um he is obviously having a hard time adjusting his insurance agent persona into being able to ask questions like mm-hmm. has anybody in stewart's life died recently 
Uh, yeah. But he manages it and finds out that Jordan, who was the other guy in the picture, uh, just recently died from cancer and was kind of like uh, Stuart and Samantha and Dirk's, like, as Samantha calls them, their own personal Willy Wonka. Like, introduced Yeah, them he to was like stuff. a mentor to them, like a, like a nerd mentor. He gave them all yeah. jobs. It was his store. Mm-hmm. He, he got them into all this, this cool stuff or whatever. And he was somebody who was important in their lives. Um, but when he passed away, he, he died tragically of cancer. Um, when he passed away, he... he gave the store to Sam and Dirk, but not Stuart. Um, and we find out that Jordan kept firing Stuart for stealing. Yes. <laughs> um, as we saw him do at the beginning of the episode, he steals this action figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Samantha just kept hiring him back because he was her friend. And it just, I think that shows, again, it isn't supposed to say, Samantha's stupid, Dirk is stupid. Like, they keep hiring this idiot back. It's no, they are good friends to him and they, uh, they take him for what he is. Um, and and sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. But I think that through everything that we get through this, we learn that these people have a lot of respect for each other, or at least they have respect for Stuart uh, enough to to like help him out. And he's yeah. not as bad of a guy as the the episode almost originally tries to make him seem. And, and you know, we get a little bit of a piece of this in a, in a little while, um, where Samantha says like, "Hey, I you know I knew that he was stealing. Like I would just deduct it from his paycheck, but like mm-hmm. the ghost doesn't know that." <laughs> <laughs> so like i like the idea of them being like yeah we're just gonna work around your weird compulsive behavior yeah and- she calls it like an impulse like he can't help mm-hmm. himself and so and she doesn't she doesn't try to like make a big stink out of it i don't know yeah. i just once you put the idea of like maybe something on the spectrum or whatever it just gave me a, a, a kind of a different appreciation for all the relationships in this and it it made me like them all more and and if i'm way off on that by the way just to the listeners out there please call yeah. me out for it like i don't think it's absolutely uh, don't, don't want to like make assumptions or anything like that absolutely not yeah it just it just i picked up the vibe a little bit and and i could be reading into it or i could be reading it completely wrong so please you know just you know, let me know if you have a different uh, angle on that i'd, I'd like to hear mm-hmm. it um and during this conversation behind samantha ice starts forming on one of the glass display cases so sam mm-hmm. pulls out the emf detector um, it's going nuts it's going it's orbing like crazy uh samantha is like you were not an insurance agent what's happening uh but before really anything can happen the <clears throat> hatchet man life-size hatchet man doll comes to life and presses that button on the back of sam sandwich Esther's head which makes him pass out immediately um and he does it's, hey <laughs> hello darkness my old friend he has not been knocked out in a little while <laughs> the, the unconsciousness was like welcome back sammy see if i woke up if I was in this situation and I woke up as Sam Winchester in this, I would be like, oh, I'm growing the beard back out. There's, I haven't been knocked yeah. out since I've had the beard. The beard yeah. was helping me stay awake. The, so the beard, beard is was sta- Dude, he would hit the ground and the beard would offer enough cushion to kind of keep him. Exactly. Uh, when he does wake up, he finds Samantha basically having a full-on panic attack. Uh, she says that the uh, hatchet man... Um, <clears throat> what, what about the hatchet man, Jeremy? Oh, sorry. My wife walked in looking for her phone. So, <laughs> um, I not well, while while we're here. Okay, is it that Sam is taking a lot of head trauma, or does Sam just have a glass jaw and he just goes down like that? I don't, we don't see him get hit in the jaw a lot, but that could be somebody could just be pressing his button, you know, and putting him out. I really have no idea. Like, I I I feel like I I, I, think, it's, I it's, honestly I I think it's head trauma because we've seen Sam take punches and he's never getting gotten knocked out from a punch to the face right yeah. i mean is it not often anyway um he could take a punch just anything around the back no, side of his you know I, I, his tender I, I, infant skull then he's gonna take some damage i, I don't want to clue master you on this but that episode with the uh two young girls uh working for rowena when um listen Dean... they had witch strength okay 
No, no, no. It's Dean that knocks him out in the bunker. He just like fucking clocks him and, and oh, Sam that's goes right. down. He cleans his <laughs> clock. <laughs> that, he pressed the button on that he one. Pressed, yeah, definitely for sure. pressed the button. Yeah. Um, so he wakes up, finds Samantha having a panic attack. She tells him that the 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 dude grabbed the keys, uh, pushed her out of the way, uh, and then left. And of course, you know, Sam tries to leave through the front door, but the door is locked and it has shatterproof glass. So when Sam tries dude. to throw up monkey statues, he gets it, like it just, quarterback just... <laughs> stance with this like heavy thing that he hurls and he get good form and everything, and then it just boom, nothing. Um we go back over to Dean and Dirk uh, who are hanging out in Stuart's hospital room, uh, trading cool mo- horror movie kills, which is definitely something I've mm-hmm. done with my friends before. And definitely, definitely. very much fun. Um, when Sam calls and kind of lays out the situation and man, like we see Dean get excited sometimes for cases. Dude. Uh, we like, we saw him get excited for zombies in the past. Uh, we, we, he'll get excited. I think there were the where vampire, the werepire episode. He was kind of stoked mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. Um, but I have never seen Dean Winchester get as excited as he did when he tells, when Sam tells him that hatchet man is coming to the hospital. Uh huh. Like he's literally watching the movie, having a conversation about it. Like you're never more stoked about something than when you get to just like nerd out about it for a while. Which is Dean has finally been able to do all night. And now mm-hmm. Sam is like, oh, by the way, Hatchet Man is coming. The light, the light in Dean's. Like, he's so serious. Like, he's like, he's ready to fight. But, like, he can't hold back his excitement. It's it's beautiful. I love it. It's it's insanity. I love it. Uh, on his way to the hospital, Hatchet Man, because it's Halloween, runs into people dressed up as a Hatchet Man, which is kind of a funny little moment. Uh-huh. Um, and classic, like, horror movie stuff as Jason is walking around during Halloween or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Dean is basically downloading like the hunter life to Dirk and is like, yeah, everything that, everything that's not Godzilla is real, which makes me think that they're going to learn that Godzilla is real this season, which I am here yeah. for. Well, they went to that other world and they I had know. some giant like dino footprints. I mean, uh, Dean's pouring salt around Stuart's body and telling Dirk not to leave. Uh, Sam is trying to pick the lock, uh, and wondering why Jordan would go after Stuart to begin with. And this is when we, we have the conversation about Stuart stealing stuff. Um, at the hospital, Dean has left to go, you know, basically try to find this killer while Dirk is behind as the room starts getting cold, light starts blinking. Classic ghost stuff, Chris. Classic, classic ghost, ghost shit. stuff. It's, you always love it. I uh, need some good classic ghost shit. Dirk Jets. He's, he is too scared to stay in this room, which I don't blame him for at all. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I was really worried that we were losing, losing <sighs> Dirk on this one. I thought he was going to be a sacrifice on this one, and I'm, I'm so glad that he's not. Uh... Dean grabs an axe from a fire emergency thing. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, mom, uh, Stuart's mom, sees the hatchet man company and Dirk like sides up behind him and is like, hey, if you're going to have to, if you're here for Stuart, you're going to have to go through me. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Dirk. You were Fuck awesome, yeah, dude. What a friend. Yeah. What a friend we see, dude. He's ready. He's just, I love this guy. And I was so, again, happy that it wasn't him, that he wasn't the bad guy and happy that he doesn't die. I just, I, I was rooting for this kid, man. Like, I was so excited that he, because he's just being a good friend. He's being a good dude. Uh, meanwhile, the security guys in the hospital uh, are just all, also watching All Saints Eve. And we get this, mm-hmm. like, um, this back and forth cut between the scenes in the movie <clears throat> and what's happening inside this episode of Supernatural. And it's mirroring it, right? So, like, mm-hmm. Dirk is running through the quarters of this hospital. There's a a young woman running from Hatchet Man and some other quarters of what looks like an abandoned hospital. We get the whole elevator scene. Maybe the doors will close. It won't close. The whole time, the security guard is like, man, you got to run faster than that. My grandmother can run faster than this. What are you doing? Yeah. It's delightful. I love every bit of this. 
And they're so like intent on the movie, of course, that they don't realize that the movie is playing out around them. It's just it's great. It's amazing. It's, it's cheesy amazing. and it's wonderful. Like they've just really yeah. nailed the tone on this. I, I don't know because because sometimes yeah, sometimes when they do these comedy things, it can kind of be hit or miss, right? Like it's uh, you know the main cast is always pretty funny, but um, just you know it doesn't always come together exactly the way that we want it to, and it it can be kind of stupid. As my dad says, these are always the stupid episodes. I don't know what he thinks of this one, um, but. This they just nailed it on this one. Like they got the tone perfectly right. The directing, everything just like falls into place on this one. Yep. Um do, do, do. meanwhile. This, we cut back over to Sam and he is creating a goddamn explosive out of cleaning supplies. Smanford University, this, bro. For, yeah, dude. This is Smanford <laughs> U. This is crazy. She asked where he learned to do this, and he said, I had a messed up childhood. And you went to Smanford University where they taught you how to make bombs, you weirdo. He makes a bomb out of a, I think it's a Superman or a Spider-Man lunchbox and then just hangs it onto the door and the door explodes. Like the whole door comes off this motherfucker. He just made C4. And <laughs> like, this, is that they, allowed? They cut back to Sam and Samantha who both just go cool at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh man, are we, are we, is everybody getting a BFF in this episode? I know I everybody's this. got a friend. I mean, the, ins- the real insurance guys are going to have to come in and fix that. But Stuart's um, going to be so mad when he wakes up and everybody has a friend, but him, this is going to be really devastating dude, to his Stuart. <laughs> Stewart took the L on this one. <laughs> um, Dirk goes into the morgue, and I literally wrote my notes like, "Where's Dean?" And then Dean just Dean? Um, like show up, uh, and then they also get a trailer for the movie. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Which is just for the footage we basically already saw, and I feel like this episode maybe wasn't even shorter because of this. Like this plays as if a commercial, like coming back from commercial break, this plays, and then it cuts back on the episode. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Um, Dean tries to reason with the ghost here for some reason, but it does not go the way that he wants it to. Yeah, I um, I I like this a lot because he's like, "Hey, you can either go to the light or I could put you there." And the ghost yeah. like comes at him, and he's like, "Good, I was really hoping you would say that." Because Dean uh-huh. genuinely wants to fight this ghost monster. Like, this is the mm-hmm. highlight of his fucking probably five years at this point, right? Like, what is? And Dean, this is, is it- what we were talking about. So, like, maybe I'll break it down and get serious for a second. Like last episode when I was complaining about. You know, Sam's doing the same old rigmarole. Hey, Dean, you really got to talk about your feelings, blah, blah, blah. And Dean was barreling forward and being violent and, and aggressive and all this stuff. And I don't, I just don't like the way that that stuff pans out anymore. Um, this is what I wish that Sam kind of did, you know? Um, and I guess I'm glad that this episode came after because the last episode left a bad taste in my mouth, but this one kind of clears that out a little bit. And it shows that Sam can, you know, not be an idiot sometimes and say, all right, I need to get you back out hunting. Let's, this, there's an action figure involved with this. It can't be that serious, but let's go have some fun with it, right? And it just turned out to be even better than, than they had hoped. But, um, you know, I, I, it, <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of stuff I like to see. And I think it, like, if we dig deeper into this, it really shows Sam adapting, right? Like, we've seen mm-hmm. Sam... <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what episode it was uh, where... They go somewhere and he's like, hey, don't you want to go to the strip club or to the bar? And Dean's like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've seen like Sam do that. But this was like, I think, a little bit more deftly played where he's just like, hey, found a case. Like, I feel like he yeah. was in the bunker and like everybody's running their cases through the chief. And the chief was like, oh, on this one, let me let me take this one. I got this one to worry about. I'm going to take this yeah. one personally because yeah. he saw yeah. what could be used to like really cheer Dean up. And he was right. Like, he was absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, Dean and the monster fight. <clears throat> it it kind of goes back and forth. They're both like doing pretty well. 
um, eventually Sam and Samantha get to the hospital and Samantha think, and Sam's like explaining how ghosts work to her. And she comes up with that. The keychain to the store is what the ghost is tied to. We've seen the, it's, yeah, it's, it's like been a little passed around. Yeah. So we've seen yeah. that several times. Um, as Dean gets thrown to the ground and, and the hatchet man is about to ax him to death. Dirk out of nowhere, just with the giant knife stabs this dude from the back. Um, Dirk is my favorite character. Dirk 2020, Chris. Yeah, Dirk 2020. (laughs) Sam and Samantha arrive. Uh, Sam just calls out the keys, Dean, and Dean is able to grab the keychain, toss it to Sam. (laughs) Samantha grabs some uh, ethanol, and then they put it on thing and roast the keys, and it works. The hatchet man catches Mm -hmm. on fire. The doll collapses after it's gone and does one last uh, it's time to slice and yeah and um, uh that's it that's that's that's, that's pretty much like the whole episode we've got some more stuff to I, do but like I, mm-hmm. this is the hunt oh, hey we had <laughs> nobody died dude nobody died. nobody died save the people hunted the thing we did it they boys. did it for once they did it um big ups boys big ups uh i feel like in this scene samantha and dirk when they were sitting side by side i was like they kind of vaguely like look like sam and dean in their like wardrobe i don't know if that's just because it's you know the supernatural wardrobe um but there's something about the color scheme it just reminded me of them don't know if it was on purpose but i liked it i liked it anyway i think it was definitely on purpose like going from the dialogue when they first meet the characters and like the fact that one is named sam and one is named dirk like i think they were oh duh how do we not put dirk and dean together (laughs) i always put dirk and dean together chris what are you talking about you've read my fanfic on the subject that is true that is true oh man i'm definitely got to write dirk into it to the next monster of the week like you have to after this, uh, Sam and Dean are just in the car. Um, they, they're headed home, and Dean says, hey, thanks. I, I realized like what you were doing. You were trying to get me out of my funk, and I, I had a really great time. Uh, and Sam's like, hey, you got you to gotta stop hiding out, my man. Like, mm-hmm. I know that you're blaming yourself for everything that Michael did while he possessed you, but the, the bare facts are that you only said yes to save me and to save Jack and to save your family. And nobody is blaming you for that. Everyone mm-hmm. would have done the same thing in your position. And you can't blame yourself for what Michael has done while he was inside you, which is a weird sentence to say, which they very Definitely. carefully avoid. But <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there's, there's only so much you can go through before you have to say it. Um, and yeah, so Gene's, or Sam tells him, you know, you're not the one who went and created those monsters and hurt those people. That was Michael. That's not your fault. You do what you had to do, and it turned against you, but nobody blames you. And Dean says, yeah, hey, thanks, but I'm never going to get over this. Um, However, you're right. I can't stay cooped up in my room already, um, or all the time. It's not going to do me any good. It's not going to do anybody else any good. I mean, I get it, Dean. There's like 100 people living in the bunker now. I wouldn't want to leave my room either, but that's just a totally different scenario, you know? Um, But I love that when Dean... (laughs) finally like you know acquiesces he says all right chief i just love we made the joke about chief but then it became like an actual thing it became a thing i love it so much chris like i I love this idea of uh i mean we make a lot of jokes about the new bobby but like sam kind of taking over i don't even think we talked about it like at one point he got a phone call from somebody and he was like yeah yeah you need goat's blood to handle that like just educating these people on handling issues is really really interesting to me um and they're and they're giving me exactly enough of that that i don't i don't want a whole i'll take a whole episode i don't really care but like i i am fine with just the occasional phone call to sam right like that's all i need yeah yeah um so they they talk about that and then dean's uh like watch goes off when is like why is that thing not beeping all the time yeah i don't know dean says that it's uh it's official halloween is over and then we get to and he's like you really got to tell me what you don't like about halloween and don't just say it's 
you know, because our whole life is Halloween or whatever. Like, what is the actual reason? It's been like this for years. And Sam lays out this situation where he was in the sixth grade. He had a crush on a girl named Andrea. He was invited to her party. Uh, they were playing party games. Um, they started bobbing for apples and he was so nervous because he was around his crush that when he bit down to Bob for the apple, he started throwing up and threw up wow. all over the apples, all over the girl he had a crush on, all over himself, everywhere. Um, and then of course he ran to hide in the woods until Dean came to find him. <laughs> and <laughs> poor Sam, like this is such a, a vulnerable story to, to share first off, but like, it's just, it's just so sad. Poor Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously obviously he hid out in the woods until his, his reliable older brother came and picked him up. Um, Dean doesn't even really make fun of him that much. He's just like, all right, you know what? That's bullshit. Next year we're going to do Halloween, right? We're going to do matching costumes. And then Dean starts naming off every pair of characters that he can think of. I, you know, the combination here and just the idea of picturing them in costumes, like Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. Shaggy and Scoopy, he ends with Thelma and Louise is like, we'll just put it in drive and go. And I'm like, how many movies has Dean seen? <laughs> how many times? I was waiting has... for Mario and Luigi. Ed. Mario and Luigi would be great. That I actually want to see. <laughs> I, that would be fucking dope as hell. Uh, I mean, like, you know, Witcher and Unifer, maybe? <laughs> yeah, why not? Witcher and Yasuke would probably be even better. Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, I all in all, really. Oh, actually, it's not even the end of the episode because we get one last scene one last of the stinger, hospital guard, Chris. and he and he goes to check the morgue, and it's like he's getting some ghostly activity, like the lights go out or whatever. Um, and then he finds the axes and the knives and the fake uh, David Yeager figure or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just love that because they never really like explain the cleanup process or anything like that. Um, but they didn't. They didn't clean up. It was like, okay, everybody's safe. Let's yeah. just get out of here. Just leave the fu- let's <laughs> they just let's, let's move. That shit there. Let's, let's sell this comic book uh, shop and move from yeah. this town. Why do we live in Salem anyway? That's a terrible place to live. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I love this because like it's very much a callback to how they used to tease future movies and like slasher franchises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like uh, I remember, um, I want to say it was one of the last Jason movies. Uh, it could have been Jason Goes to Manhattan, um, where after they killed Jason, uh, I don't remember if they, the, the mask was in the water or if it was like leftover from like a burning pile or something. But like right as the credits were about to roll, Jason's hand came up and grabbed, mm-hmm. uh, no, excuse me, mm-hmm. Freddy's hand came up and grabbed Jason's mask and pulled it underground. Um, oh shit so like that was like oh my god they're doing the freddy versus jason it's been rumored so much they're gonna do freddy uh-huh, versus jason uh-huh. and then they did and the movie was like okay like it's not great but um yeah it's fine it's a fun watch that stuff it's just fun it's yeah, fun yeah. but it was it's definitely like, like the, the post-credit sequence that marvel like mm-hmm. seems to think they have invented but it's not quite that so I think yeah it's like <laughs> yeah uh michael myers you know being gone when he looked out the window uh jason jumping up out of the water um, all those fun things. Yeah. The, this <laughs> Sam Winchester it, staring at uh, Dean and Lisa and Ben through the window. After yeah. The end of season five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that, just, you uh, know, just monsters watching families. That's what we're talking just about. Just monsters right watching families. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I really liked this episode. It was, it was a ton of fun. Um, they got the tone right, I think. Man, I just wish that we could just have fun for the rest of the season. No more big bads. Just fun. Just hunts. Just, let's just do some hunts, boys. Let's just uh, do some hunts. They don't have any problems anyway. Like it's just Darth Kai and Michael. Like that doesn't seem like it's gonna yeah, be a big who cares? deal. Um, yeah, I had I had a lot of fun with this one. It's, there's not a lot of like depth to it, and I think that's kind of what I needed after the first three episodes. Where we're, yeah. we're we're trying we're a little bit weighty for me. They were um, going for the for the depth, but I think we weren't liking what we were finding. Yeah. Um, in that depth, so 
to come back and just be the light surface level really fun episode is like exactly what we needed agreed uh and that's it i think we're done for the day chris Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can you can leave your hot sweaty room and you can go back okay bye playing video games or dusting your figs whatever you want to do uh, so those figs do get dusty chris do you think that like because we get a lot of new listeners to the podcast and we don't mm-hmm. like a lot of times we don't contextualize some of the stuff we say like we talked about like dark souls three wings for a while and the outtakes and probably nobody yeah hardly anybody that listens to this podcast knows like what that is but like do you think when people hear us say figs that they're they think we're talking about the, the vegetable or the fruit i, don't I know bet some people are. absolutely do yeah absolutely you got a bunch and, of dusty, uh, dusty ass and, figs and from your fig tree we, we are talking about the <laughs> vegetables so you know um figures action figures action or figures. figurines as my father has called them and i'm like dad they're not figurines <laughs> they're articulated that's not a figurine they're action figures uh, thank you everybody for listening thank you uh for continuing to support us we love you uh thank you for people leaving reviews on the podcast uh we've gotten a bunch of those recently which has been nice um thank yeah. you for people to on twitter and tumblr who are constantly seem to be posting about us and bringing more listeners in and a lot of those listeners are turning into patrons which we very much appreciate uh we will be back next week with dare to dream Ooh, i bet it's a fucking nick episode uh wrong (laughs) 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 i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil that and say no luckily luckily our boy nick is not in the next two episodes chris we don't have to deal with that shit All right. Catch you later, Jeremy. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, listener. Yo, Discord, how about you update again? How about you fucking update again, Discord? Why don't you do it? Say to my face. Update to my face, Discord. God damn it. (laughs) God damn it. Gene, my man, how you doing? Chris motherfucking Moser Esquire. What is happening? Whoa, what is happening, Gene, my friend? Gene, Gene Winchester. Yes, sir. Happy to have you here. Love to be here. As always. Tell me, tell me, your brothers have been on the road. For 15 years. They stay on the road, Chris. I don't, you know, there's some people out there that want to live that life, and there's some people that want to live a life of kind of tranquility, like I do, you know. And that's Um, what, that leads me to my next question. Gene, what have you been doing? You know, Chris, uh, just like the last time I was on, it's it's all butterflies, baby. I butterflies all the time. All butterflies. It's spotting them, it's catching them, and it's pinning them to a little board that I hang up around my house. When Sam and Dean come over, they are impressed. Let me tell you what. Hey! Let me tell you. Okay, well, that's enough from Gene Winchester's. Thanks for coming. Well, no, wait, on. I got a lot. You, you didn't kiss. <laughs> I, you didn't just invite me onto the show just to talk about Sam and Dean, right? I, I need to talk about my butterflies. I've got several different varieties new from this year. They're mutating. They're migra- hello, hello. Is anybody there? Is anybody there? <laughs> Not for Gene. Oh, poor Gene. What's up? What's up? Jeremy, butterflies really put you Gene. off that bad <laughs> butterflies were the I limit. just thought that would be fun uh a radio host who's really into the winchesters but not their other brother not, and no not. we're not talking about adam we're talking about gene we're talking about gene baby
Oh, basically, mean it's not it's not exactly a prank, but it's a little bit of a prank. A Every time he prank. invites him on, he only lets him talk for like two seconds, and then that you're out. All That's right, it. thanks for coming on. That's all the time we have. Sorry, I should do that with the next famous person I get on. Don't give up skeleton and just be like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, and then they probably be like, all right, dude, I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Miyazaki. We don't have enough time for this. Um, he doesn't have enough time for this. Where's Elden Ring? Where is huh? Where is Elden Ring, Chris? <sighs> I can't. I, I need the I need the marketing machine for that game to hype so I can go get to like some Buffalo. I can go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get some Elden Wings. Yeah, where did they do? Did they have a fun name for the Dark Souls Three uh, wings? I don't remember. I think it, it was definitely like one of those "You May Die" things, though, right? I mean, it wasn't Elden Wings. I mean, let's see what they called them. Ascended Winged Knight. This is all just normal. No, no, I need the food. <laughs> Internet. Yeah, chicken wings. Chicken wings. Specify. Uh, chicken wings. I don't. I don't know that they called them something. What automatically fills in is Dark Souls 3 Chicken Biscuit, which sounds pretty fucking good. Well, I, what? Uh, April 4th, Dark Souls 3 publisher Bandai Namco will challenge people to eat 20 chicken wings as fast as they can. The wings sound pretty dangerous, considering you have to eat them all while wearing protective gloves. Um, they are covered in a quarter of a liter of chili sauce. The sauce has been created specifically for the contest. And you aren't the only one required to wear protective gloves either. The chef must also wear them in addition to a mask and goggles. <laughs> and a condom. And a condom, just in case you get a little too just excited. Uh, Dark Souls Wings. Hashtag Dark Souls Wings. Hashtag. Wow, what, is, what a different time we lived in back then, huh? I don't think we it's went, a different we time. I think we were going to get hashtag Elden Wings. Like I almost, I guarantee I hope, it. Like, I hope we do. I hope that the, we do. The idea entered um, my head fully formed the other day, and I haven't been able to stop saying it in my head just over and over, just a loop like Elden Wink, Elden Wink, Elden Wink, Elden Wings. <laughs> so I, I was just thinking, because the Buffalo, whatever, here's my train of thought. We were watching something recently. I don't remember what it was, but they, you know, people walked into a, into a store without putting masks on, and I like flinched because I've just like <laughs> had to beat myself over the head with the, you know, to remember to put a mask on at all times. Uh, it's weird that we're getting into the other side of that, but it's just, it's strange to, I guess, finally, after all this time, watch TV and be like, well, that's weird. We can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to do that anymore, Chris. Why would you go to mm -hmm. a place to do mm -hmm. anything? Surra I don't know. Surround yourself by other people. I saw, I, a, I saw a statistic the other day that said that there were, uh, like, normally there's so many thousands of deaths from the flu uh, every year. And in 2020, mm -hmm. there were only 22,000 cases and no deaths. And it's like, oh, it's because we started wearing masks. But that's it. That's yeah. the only thing we did yeah. different was everyone stayed home I went out, and wore masks. So. I went out for a walk the other day uh, on my lunch break. And normally I, I would take my mask off because I'm like out alone. And um, you know I got to suck in some air. But there was there's so much pollen in the air, I had to put the mask back on. And you know what? It just so happens it fucking helps. It just helped. That's amazing. Do you also take your mask off when you pollen. walk in case you get recognized for Monster of the Week? Is that the other reason that you um, do that? That's the other thing. I'm just hoping somebody will scream um, not blood or something at me. Yeah. I'm waiting for that day. That, that one magical day. <laughs> we can be like Dana Carvey from Saturday Night Live. Everybody screaming his catchphrases <laughs> at him. I don't got that many catchphrases, so, you know, try not, me. Not blood is it's pretty much it. I mean, that's the big one. <laughs> that's Wait. the one. I think that's the... If I was to be known for something... <laughs> 
Because, <laughs> you know, I was doing the whole, what am I supposed to go dark side or something uh-huh. bit for a while? But yeah. that's just an actual line from Sam Winchester. That's not sure. me. Are you, wait, are you saying you that, even, that Sam doesn't really nut blood? Are you, are you serious? I'm just saying that he doesn't yell it. Oh, okay. That makes more <laughs> It might have even been your joke. I think I, I think, think you might have been the one who coined it. I, well, I think because we were talking about the the tissue basket or something, and I think I very uh-huh. casually said like, "Well, you know, it's because he nuts blood." Like I was shy about it, and then you went fucking ballistic. Like you went crazy. I just like to scream. It. Yeah, I you love. St- I just like hearing my like a scream from like far off mic always makes me laugh. Oh, it's like, one of the funniest things know, ever. Just, dude. just people. So I started doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and then I always lose my voice. And I'm like, why, oh, why am I so... Because oh this God, room why? that I record in is so stuffy. There's so much dust because I come in here like once a week. That just means that we need to do more podcasts together. That's true. That's true. I kept the windows closed. It's just really fucking hot out here. I kept the windows closed, though, and it remarkably isn't horrible. Like, I'm going to be I'm, like, I'm gonna be sweaty, Chris. That's just, you know, there's no getting around it. Sweat but, check. M- wet check my bedroom where i have all the windows open and a fan in the window it's it's about 100 degrees warmer in there because i'm just sucking in the hot air uh acs are gonna have to come up this weekend i guess <laughs> come out that's such a weird mine just stays on 24 7 yeah i wish i mean i used to do that and then jess was like take that fucking air conditioner out of the window it's 14 degrees out and it's snowing <laughs> get that out of the window <laughs> don't care i don't care it has a heat mode i'm gonna use it for heat mode mine does not have a heat mode. <laughs> it's just hanging out my window of my 110 year old house slowly cracking the walls it's very funny to me yeah oh weather chris we got like mm. severe flooding all over south louisiana today it was nuts or how are you doing uh, it, has the rain stopped or is it is it still on its way so it stopped um last night uh i don't know what time because we went to bed fairly early because you know the power went off uh so yeah. we like ate super early and we're like well the power's off we might as well just you know go to bed um and then it like as we were finishing dinner in fact i think we had finished dinner and we're just sitting there like reading the power came back on again it was like well we've already planned to go to bed and then the power went back off after we got in the bed and then it came back on again so all of that was good but um and then it started raining again today but like our drainage system is just so overloaded that it's you know the water has nowhere to go but um my road was flooded this morning so i couldn't i couldn't leave the house um not safely anyway i don't like driving cars through high water it's very dangerous it's very mm-hmm. scary i don't mm-hmm. know if you ever had to do it but mm-hmm. it's extremely oh, scary yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it's supposed to rain like all evening, but it does, it's more of like a drizzle situation. It's not the absolute fucking monster rain we got yesterday. Well, that's something at least. Hopefully the worst of it's over, but it doesn't seem like it ever ends for you guys. Every, every day is a new, is a new challenge. It's been, you know, we just, we just get really bad heat, but again, probably not even half as bad as what you guys get. Um, and I think it's. I think if we, we've talked about this. I think it's worse for you guys because a the you guys get blizzards and we never get that. Um, although we just had mm. that ice storm, so maybe. But also, uh, we're well equipped for the heat. Like we've had. It's been hot yeah. down here for a long time. So like, we we are have air conditioners and things like that. So we we're we're ready for the heat. Like it could be ninety degrees in, inside, and like autumn will have the heating pad on because <laughs> we'll keep it yeah. so fucking cold. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the dream is to just be frosty all the time dude it's great it's fucking brilliant i don't care what my electric bill is like compare my electric usage to fucking you know nestle <laughs> that'll be that's when i'll start really worried about that bullshit but 
I'm kidding. Climate change is real and we should all do our parts, but Jesus fucking yeah. Christ, like what can I really do? <clears throat> Goodness. Goodness gracious. Uh, um, do you want to talk about some video games? I know you've played a video game. Me? <laughs> a game? Yeah. Played it? Um, what did I play? So? What did I play? Oh, I played Resident Evil. I talked about that last time. Had you finished um, it already? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on my uh, second playthrough now. I, I slowed down a lot on the second playthrough. Um, it's funny, you know, reading the conversation in the Discord and everybody's got their, like, sweet strats for how to optimize their uh, runs through this game so that they can unlock the most stuff. Um, you know, get all the trophies and stuff like that. So they can get the uh, most I've just GFs, been... I'm, I'm assuming. So you can get the most GFs. Um, I, I've just been doing, like, the worst thing, like, the least optimized run you could possibly do. <laughs> and uh, I've almost finished my second playthrough. But, um, yeah, I really, really like that game. Um, I don't know how, like, what the Metacritic score or anything like that is or the general consensus, um, if 8 is better than 7. But I think I like eight better, and I think that's just because it has like a a fun gothic village setting, and that right there is like kind of just enough for me to love it, which is it's a big part of why I always liked Resident Evil Four. Right? It's like it starts off in like a cool, like kind of goth looking village. It's like even though it's really only the first hour of of Resident Evil Four, that's like you're at sunset. Leon's got his jacket on. It's nice and crisp and cool out there. Yeah, 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 the jacket's very cool. Um, but it just it has a great like it has a great atmosphere. It's very spooky. It makes me think of Halloween, and like it it brings up all those fun those fun kind of feelings. And um, Village is sort of the same way. Resident Evil Eight. Um, it, it gives a lot of like those like fun Halloween spooky time vibes. Whereas um, I don't associate Halloween with the swamps of Louisiana because I've never been to the swamps of Louisiana, <laughs> which is where Seven takes place. So Seven is. While I think the scarier game, um, it's like way more horrifying. Actually, <laughs> it's just not. It doesn't have like the same like fun spookiness to it, which I really mm-hmm. love about eight. Um, and eight obviously just decides it's going to be batshit insane after a certain point, and um, I love that too because that's what Resident Evil always is. I need to play these games. Yeah, I need to. I need to play seven. It's. I have a weird thing with Resident Evil because I didn't play them. Like, as they were released or anything, which, you know, mm-hmm. my first one was Resident Evil 4, and I had a great time with it. And then I played 5 and 6, um, and then, oh, wait, wait, let me, let me think. Which one was the, the bolder ending? Was that 5? That's 5. That's 5, yeah. Okay. And then 6, I don't think I bothered with. And then, like, 7 came out, and I just was like, eh, that's just that thing that I'm, I'm done with now. Like, I'm not, I don't do mm-hmm. that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then... Like all of the remakes and stuff started happening, and I was like, uh, well, I've never played the originals. Why am I going to play the remake and all that stuff? Yeah. It wasn't until playing the games with you that I was like, oh, wait, I, this is all the stuff that I like in video games. Yeah. Like it's campy, yeah. it's fun, it's scary, it's violent, like it's over the top. Like, why am I not, why am I not into this? <laughs> what is mm-hmm. this? Why am I not playing these games? And like, listen to everybody just gush about eight and then compared it either favorably or unfavorably to seven uh, or just put it in kind of the same category. I'm like, I don't know why I don't play these games on release. I don't know why these, these games like miss me like that. Like I don't get hype about them. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't particularly care about them at all. Like I just like, I, I want to play seven, but I'm, you know, playing different games right now. And I kind of want to stream seven with you. Cause I thought that was so much fun. Yeah. But like, I haven't, I have it, but I just haven't rushed out to like play it or anything. It's really bizarre. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. Chris. I, I went through a window of time like that because I've liked 
Resident Evil, not like, you know, my whole life or anything, but since I was about probably 15, um, got really into four. That was the first one I played. I knew a lot of my friends liked the older games, but I just didn't play horror games for the most part when I was a kid. Um, so, you know, four comes around. I know a little bit about the series. I've kind of always been interested in it. It finally gets ported to PS2. I didn't have a GameCube, so I got it uh, on PS2 and just like completely like fell in love with it. I played like a series of my favorite games of all time, like right in the span of like uh, a year. It was Resident Evil 4, Metal Gear Solid 3, Shadow of the Colossus, and Katamari Damacy. It was just like all these like random PS2 games that I was just like loving. Um, and really, really fell in love with Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 5 came out, and I feel like I just didn't tr- follow video game news that, that much back then. But all of my friends were getting it. They had all teamed up into pairs to play 5 as a co-op. I didn't have a teammate, but I went out and I got Resident Evil 5. And then totally loved that, too, because I was, st- I was still so young. People became very critical of that game. But again, it's just a super, super fun game. It, you just, you're just having a good time, having a blast. Um, sometimes I think when the horror games are too tense, I don't want to play them. Like, it's yeah, just, it, yeah. I love horror, but it's like, okay, I played that for an hour and then my brain hurts, you know? Um, well, you know, Fatal like, Frame was I, like that. I, I saw people say that about Resident Evil 8. I'm like, hey, I finished this section and that was enough video games for me today. Like, I'm just going to put it down, like, and just kind of take that in. Um, you know, I've been playing Returnal a whole lot. Uh, and mm. Returnal has, like, weird horror elements to it. Um, so this is this is kind of a spoiler, but they showed a bunch of the stuff in the trailers. So I guess, like, if you're... And the, also the game is, like, four weeks old at this point. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but, like, you land on the weird planet and, like, you're investigating the planet. But at one point you come across your house. Like it looks like it's like you walk up to it and like the interactive thing pops up and it was like a 20th century house. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, And then there's, there's, you find, eventually you find like in a run, you'll find the key to the house and you can go and open it. And then after that, like things will happen in the game. And as you stumble across your house again, you'll be able to go in and like explore it. And it's dude, it is fucking like somebody really wanted to recreate PT, right? Like that was what they Mm -hmm. were going for Mm -hmm. because it's very, it's a small space upstairs, downstairs. A lot of doors are closed off. So you can't even get into the rooms. And then it's, uh, you know, you, you go like through a loop and then like, it has you go downstairs to answer the door because somebody is knocking. And then like some noise starts making, like it's, it's, it gives you that whole loop. And I'm like the whole time I'm playing it. I'm like, I don't care. You could throw like 40 of these weird ass monsters at me and I'm not afraid, but I am terrified to be in this stupid house right now. (laughs) That's amazing. And it, it brings me back to Resident Evil again. I th- Capcom is cashing the checks that Konami wrote. You know, like Konami set up this thing, or whether it was just Kojima and his team, they put out this PT demo. It became a sensation on YouTube, and and everybody was loving this thing. And then it's canceled. So that game's never going to happen. And the indie scene has kind of blown up with like you know PT clones and stuff mm-hmm. inspired by that. And Capcom has done such a good job of taking advantage of that because Silent Hill and Resident Evil are very, very different. Like, I mean, gameplay-wise, I guess you could say the old ones are very much similar. Um, but the types of games those are, like the themes and everything like that, are very different. And when they released Resident Evil 7, they first showed off the kitchen demo. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say, this is Resident Evil 7. They just had people play the demo at E3. And then eventually they released it to the wider public and they say, yes, this is Resident Evil 7. And it sets, sets that game up 
to be like a PT clone. And it's really effective and it's like really scary when you're exploring this demo and um, all this weird stuff is happening. I don't want to spoil it too much because I still want you to play it. Um, but it really set your expectations for something. And then it plays with those expectations a lot. And I think that that made it a stronger game. And it's one of those things that I don't know 10 years from now if a, you know, a horror fan goes back or, or goes to these games for the first time, you know, a younger person who wasn't around when the stuff first came out, are they going to be able to experience it the same way in 10 years? Because those expectations are going to be different. It's not hot off the uh, release and then cancel, cancellation of, uh, of Silent Hills. It's, it's its own thing. It just exists in the Resident Evil series. It's, you know, change of pace, whatever. Because, I don't know, just the way that that all unfolds is, like, perfect. And it really, you know, it, it got me excited. And they do something very similar in, in Resident Evil 8, where basically they're just, they're taking ideas from PT and they go, okay, we're actually just going to put that into our game and we're going <laughs> to scare you with it and we're going to have fun with it. And like, they're not doing anything with it. I don't give a shit. I'm, we're just putting it in our game. And I love it. I absolutely love that. That's really good. I, 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 I love that shit. I, I should play Resident Evil 7 so that I could just go on and play Resident Evil mm-hmm. 8 because I want to play both of them very badly. I just, I just haven't. Um, just been playing Returnal. That's that's what I do now. Is play, yeah. is sit down and play R- Returnal for a couple hours. I um I got some some big ups, some big hints from some people. Ooh. Uh some strats. And uh, gotta, I, gotta get those strats. I finally beat the first boss. Um, Excellent. So that gives you access to the second world, the second biome, if you will. And then um Ooh. in a kind of a cool, biome feels more appropriate. You say like, second world, and I'm like, what is this Mario two? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here with that world bullshit. Um. The uh, it does a cool mechanic where so you're it's all randomly generated, right? But the rooms are kind of like like I'm seeing a lot of the same rooms, but they're connected in different ways. So you may enter and exit them in different places or whatever. Uh, and like there's standard rooms that you're gonna find. You're gonna always find like the little marketplace that you can buy stuff. Uh, Usually, you always find your house that I mentioned, and then you'll always find this one room which I didn't know what it was. It was just like a giant empty thing with this weird looking. Mm obelisk in it and it was like you don't have the shit you need to do this so once you kill the boss for the first time you get the crimson key which allows you to go into this room and access the portal to the crimson waste and then after Ooh. you do that you don't have to kill the first boss anymore like oh. you, as soon as you could just go to the second world as soon as you find the room to do so so immediately like my my, my approach to the game completely changed and it was like okay well now I'm going to play about halfway through to get to the marketplace thing, but then I should have like a decent gun and then I'll buy like a cool artifact that I need to like boost me up, <clears throat> get a cool, get a couple of cool items along the way. And then I'll just, you know, run to the second world because in the second world, they give you uh, a thing that boosts what they call your proficiency. Uh, and your proficiency is ranked. Like you start at zero and you rank up one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. and the better your proficiency the better the weapons that you'll find in the world are and every time i have just skipped to the second world like the item will boost me from zero to five every single time oh which yeah, means nice. that like you find a gun pretty quickly that you can use against the enemies there so it's not like you're jumping in and you're you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not in level five with a level one gun all of a sudden i'm in level two with a level two gun so mm-hmm. really a really interesting way to like reduce your time on runs and according to my buddy the lore hunter he's saying that there's like that will expand even farther and get crazier so i'm really excited to keep playing that game yeah that seems like a really cool game um definitely on my radar i just bought mass effect against my own better judgment 
Um, Ooh, buddy. So I was like, you know, I have games to play. I don't need to spend money on this. But I bought it anyway. <laughs> Couldn't help it. I should go ahead and, um, and buy that game so that it'll just take... So by, the ready, that, by the time I'm ready to play it in six months, it'll be finished downloading. Cause... Yeah. Um, I started downloading it earlier and was really surprised. You know, I left my room. I went and was, you know, I'm working from home. So went and did a bunch of work. Came back and checked on it later. And it was like, oh, the download's done. So I opened it up and I was like, whoa, this is, I can't believe that was like 100 gigs. I didn't expect this to happen. But no, it had just downloaded Mass Effect 1 and was allowing me to start with that, which is fine. I don't need to download 2 and 3 until after anyway, because yeah. I'm, I'm starting with the first game. Um, but yeah, video games, man. Video <laughs> they're games. large. They're, they're huge now. They're huge nowadays. Huge. I, uh, I've never played Mass Effect 1 because oh. the, I got to the first world and I got both times I've tried to attempt it, I got so stuck in the world trying to drive the Mako that I just gave up. Oh, God. Yep, that's what happened to me the first time I played it. I got it in high school. Um, I forget how old that first game is. It's like 07, maybe? Yeah, dude. Something it's, it's, around it's then. It's really old nowadays. And, and look, I, I was... screenshots from the remaster look fucking great. Like that, It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got it in high school. There was a kid in one of my classes who... We weren't like super close, but we both liked all the, the same games. And he was like, "Dude, are you excited for Mass Effect? You got to check this game out." And I'm like, "I don't what what even is that? I haven't heard of that." He's like, "Oh, it comes out in like a month." Um, just based on this kid's hype alone, my parents are like, "Hey, do you want a game for Christmas or whatever?" So I told him, "All right, give me this Mass Effect game." And I played it for like a week and was like, "I really don't think I like this. Never, never beat it or anything like that." Then Mass Effect Two comes out, and that's when I was now finally paying attention to video games and and everybody was like giving it like 10 out of 10 scores talking about how it's like this you know the greatest thing ever i was like holy shit really i like i didn't really like that first game very much but it, it inspired me to finally go back play the first game just so i could play the second game and the first game i ended up I was like okay that, that was pretty good absolutely loved the second game like to pieces enough so that i wanted to start a new character and like play it a different way so i went back to the first game again mm -hmm. replayed it again and loved it like this i guess third attempt through um beating it my second time i like absolutely loved the first game and then you know continue to love the other games i did the same thing but i tried to go back to mass effect one after loving mass effect two so much and then like put it a hundred hours into mass effect two just fucking adored that game to death and then again got stuck with the mako stuff and was like nah I, I'll, i'm okay so yeah it's definitely <laughs> on my list because I, I, the idea of playing through that game again um and i, I don't know like just i I, I don't know that I'll be able to play it differently because I love the Renegade options and I love the biotic mm -hmm. stuff so much that like I don't know that I'll play it a lot differently than I did originally. But um, I, not having experienced one and then being able to kind of take your character through the games, which was something I wasn't able really able to do, was would be really interesting. So yeah, um, I always had to give my guy a major facelift uh, on the second game because I would try to like customize him, make him look interesting in the first game, but it would be hideous. And then it would load that face into Mass Effect 2 and it would somehow be even uglier. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Hopefully they fix those kind of problems nowadays, because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited um, to get into it. My guy's I, I, still, he's still a little ugly, but we're all a little ugly, you know? We're all a little ugly, especially on the inside, Chris. Everyone's a little ugly That's on right. the inside. That's right. That's I right. I don't care how good your tweets are inside. You're kind of a dick sometimes. I guarantee you're it. You're probably a little ugly, yeah. There's ain't nobody. I don't care if you're Mother Teresa, which Mother Teresa was kind of a known bigot, but like, well, that's not the best. Yeah. I don't care if you're the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama, I see people retweeting the Dalai Lama all the time, and the only thing I can think is, he probably f thinks somebody's a bitch. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. He probably uses the word bitch as, as, as a pejorative. That's what that's what that's that right. does. Dolly right. Lama, I'm gonna um, call you out. Dolly, huh? Huh? Come on. Square up, Dolly. Come get these. Um, that's my darkness. 
I'm always trying to square up with the Dalai Lama. You know what I mean? That's, that's the that's the monster of the week. That's my right demon. There. You know, that's my cross. <laughs> you want to talk about some supernatural? Let's do it. Make sure I'm recording because you just you know you just never know. You never know. I am. I am. 